If you own a vehicle with less than 200,000 miles and have an auto warranty about to expire or no warranty coverage at all, listen up. CarShield has a low-cost, month-to-month vehicle protection plan that covers more parts than ever. Visit carshield.com audio to find out how you could pay almost nothing for covered auto repairs. Drivers who activate this vehicle protection today will also receive free roadside assistance, free towing, and car rental options at no additional cost. Get your free quote today at carshield.com audio. That's carshield.com audio. Star Wars 7x7, episode 1,459. Today, Star Wars and the public trust. It's all part of our anniversary week celebration leading up to the big anniversary on July 7th. Punch it, Chewie. Hey there, this is Tim McMahon, Helen's co-host from the Expanded Comicverse podcast. But hey, you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, a daily Star Wars podcast, seven minutes a day, seven days a week. How awesome is that? Hey, Rebel Rouser. I'm Alan Voivod, and this is Star Wars 7x7. So it's anniversary week here at Star Wars 7x7, just a few short days before we officially celebrate four years of the podcast since July 7, 2014. It's been rather the amazing roller coaster ride coming up on 1,500 episodes in August. That is crazy as well. And, you know, the numbers won't add up, by the way, just so you know, because Star Wars 7x7 was released with three episodes in the bank and the fourth one that actually went live on July 7th. So there was also an episode zero for an Origins episode two. So when we actually hit July 7th, it won't be 1,461 episodes, including the leap year in 2016. It'll be just a few more than that. But since it's anniversary week, I'm taking a walk down memory lane of sorts. And especially, you know, in light of what's been going on over the last four years in general and the last six months in particular, I'm kind of reevaluating things. And this goes right back to the very first episode, the very first, well, I guess episode zero was the first episode. So episode one of the podcast, which was titled The Movie Formerly Known as Star Wars. And I'm going to read to you from this because it's kind of relevant to where I'm going with this. I talk about the fact that, you know, when Star Wars came out, it was an entirely new cultural moment and nothing before since it spawned the kind of cultural possessiveness and devotion that Star Wars has. And, you know, just we're so bombarded with media stuff these days that nothing like Star Wars you know, will ever create this sense of devotion, this sense of, dare I say it, entitlement. In fact, I am daring to say it because we're going to get there. Um, you know, Harry Potter, like eh, maybe, you know, Marvel Cinematic Universe. I mean, I know that it has a lot of dedicated fans, but yeah, you know, there's not, you know, Marvel conventions every year, every other year, you know, Harry Potter conventions. I've been looking for them. Not so much. Uh, you know, Star Trek conventions eh, died on the vine, basically. But Star Wars, no. Star Wars is just as vital as ever in that regard. But here's what I said back in 2014. I said, you and I as fans have made Star Wars the enduring phenomenon that it is. This is the secret that George Lucas never understood. Star Wars belongs to us now. That's why people get all up in arms about the changes he makes. He's not messing with the film project anymore. He's messing with us, us in capitals, our memories and our souls. And later on, when you create something so resonant, it creates a new kind of public trust. And I 
said that you and I own the Star Wars experience. Now, there are a couple of things that I still agree with there. For example, I do believe that you and I own the Star Wars experience to a degree. We own our Star Wars experience. We don't own the Star Wars experience, but we certainly own our own Star Wars experience. That's very true. And I do agree that for a certain generation of fans, when changes are made, and this you know really refers to the special editions more than anything else, but when changes are made that it actually has a you know deep and lasting effect on something that you know was very cherished to us in childhood it's not like george lucas is going out and making changes to the prequel trilogy and i imagine that there are a lot of people who grew up with the prequel trilogy who might have the same experience if george lucas decided to go back and make changes to the prequel trilogy and we'll talk about the special editions later in the week they will get their due now it's a little bit difficult <laughs> looking back and seeing that I was so wrong about something from the get-go, but hey, better late than never, right? So this idea of Star Wars being a public trust that belongs to us, utterly and completely wrong. That's where the word entitlement comes back in. And, you know, at least speaking for myself, it's a pretty mild entitlement. It was a pretty harmless entitlement, all things considered, but it is an entitlement nonetheless. There is no public trust. It's still just a movie and it is a very well-told movie and George Lucas had to do the best job he could telling a story and you know ultimately there's a profit motive behind it right he's not going to tell stories just for the sake of telling stories no he has to make money telling stories granted he has to tell the best possible story he can in order to then by extension make the most money that he possibly can that's absolutely true and we can't discount it but Star Wars is not ours. It is George Lucas's, and it is the people who made Star Wars, whether you're talking about Ralph McQuarrie or Dennis Murin or any of the amazing ILM, Skywalker Sound people, the actors, the crew, Erwin Kirshner, Larry Kasdan, Leigh Brackett, Richard Marquand, like the list can go on and on and on, obviously. These are the people who actually own Star Wars because they own a piece of the creation of the thing that we cherish and hold so dear. And when you bring it to today, well, Kathleen Kennedy, handpicked by Lucas himself to carry on the vision of Lucasfilm. You've got Dave Filoni, handpicked by Lucas himself to carry on the vision of Star Wars stories. You've got John Favreau, who is tapped by Kathleen Kennedy and who is, for all intents and purposes, the godfather of the Marvel Cinematic Universe. He's the guy who got it up and running with two very successful movies and made it possible for that whole house of cards to be built. And J.J. Abrams and Ryan Johnson and Gareth Edwards and Tony Gilroy and Lord and Miller and Ron Howard and J.J. Abrams again. <laughs> All of these people are the people with whom Star Wars has been entrusted. And they have the same motive that George Lucas had, which is A, to tell the best story possible in the Star Wars universe and B, to make a lot of money as a result. Because if they tell a really good story, then they'll make a lot of money and Star Wars will continue to stay vital and people will still want to hear and see more Star Wars stories. So if there is no public trust, if Star Wars does not belong to us, as I initially asserted four years ago, then what is our place in this whole universe? Well, 
I'm going to talk about that on tomorrow's episode. So that's going to do it for today. I'm going to take a quick break and we will do Last Jedi trivia when I come back. Stay tuned. Hey, Rebel Rouser. No sponsor on this episode today, so I just have a favor to ask instead. If you haven't done so already, please consider leaving a review for Star Wars 7x7 on your favorite podcast app. Not just a star rating, although I will say we are personally very proud of our near-unanimous five-star rating on iTunes. No, I just mean a thoughtful sentence or two about what you like about the podcast, or how happy you are that it's part of your daily routine. And more reviews means better visibility, which means more people get to share in a daily dose of Star Wars joy, and you want that, don't you? Of course you do, so please leave a review on your favorite podcast app today. I thank you, and the Star Wars 7x7 podcast thanks you. Welcome back. So last time I asked you, from what rank had Poe Dameron been demoted, and what rank was he demoted to? And that was from Commander to Captain. Today's question for you, uh, from where did Leia say Poe had to remove his head And that is going to do it for today's show. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you force choke your captain, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you like what you've been hearing, support the podcast at patreon.com slash SW7x7. It's not an apology, it's destiny unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox, and is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars-related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2018, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it!